1: Betches Media presents. Ha ha! Laugh funny. Mention it all. A Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Oh, go
2: check me, bro.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today I am so excited to be joined by a comedian, a writer, a co-host of the Betches Sup podcast, Millie Tamaras. Elise
2: Morales. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Million tours. <laughs> yes. Uh hi, Dylan. How are you?
0: You know, I am doing so well. I'm I'm glad we could finally find room for you. I know a couple weeks ago you got bumped. I got
2: bumped. I got bumped. <laughs> yeah. Who did who for, bumped me though?
0: For the one and only uh Heather dubrow after after weeks and weeks of scheduling, uh, you know, you're finally here and I couldn't be happier. Yeah.
2: I'm, I, you know, whatever. Fine if it's if it's Miss Heather, I'll deal with it. But you know, I I um certainly, you know, when that happened to me, I'm like, you know, maybe Noella's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: will we will get to Noella and Heather. Trust me. I wanted I haven't gotten a chance to talk that much about Bravo with you in the past, mm-hmm. so I want to get a little background for both myself and our listeners. What was your introduction to the bravo world what did you first watch and kind of how did you get into it
2: huh i think so my friends have all loved real housewives my friend does a real housewives cabaret where people like pick a housewife and then they do like uh broadway kind of musical song you know so my friend does dorinda and does like the ladies who lunch and he does it like very drunk so i I got like that introduction but then you know my roommate kind of pre-pandemic i had a roommate who would watch atlanta and then a podcast that i love would always talk about atlanta so i felt like proficiency wise i would kind of like just kind of skim or whatever and then during the pandemic that's when i really dove deep and now i watch every single fucking franchise which i never thought was possible (laughs) (laughs)
0: it always happens like that it's like okay uh, i hear a lot about this i'll give it a try and then next thing you know you're watching like four new episodes a week it's like this is my entire life
2: well i will say that it does like me getting into it aligns with it getting more diverse like i would only watch atlanta then i only watch potomac then oh salt lake city let me see what's up with this oh new york has a a black woman on let me get you know so like that actually made me interested and then honestly noella got me interested in let me see what real housewives of oc is about
0: i love that perspective though because there's way too many let's just say it white people who are like i love new york i love new jersey i love beverly hills and they're like i don't know i couldn't get into atlanta and let me tell you Mm -hmm. Atlanta is the truth Atlanta is the way it is so good and i just don't understand people who are like no not for me
2: it's very obvious it's like when people are like oh i love will Ferrell movies oh but i hate bridesmaids and it's like it's the same kind of humor it's the same kind of thing almost even amped up because it's a completely different perspective whereas like the will you know it's the kind of same thing it's like oh no you just have a problem with women or like oh you might just not like feel like you can align with people of color which is like and black women which is crazy because it's like it 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 is more of whatever bravo is because it's a different perspective and it's something new and even fresher that we don't get a lot on mainstream tv so yeah and new jersey i haven't gotten in new jersey yet like because i'm like i'm waiting for i'm like when are they gonna get an indian housewife because are you are you kidding me new jersey or like a puerto rican one or a cuban one but like seriously new jersey especially where they are that's a. Bu- There's a bunch of Indian, wi- rich Indian women there too that are probably just as messy as Teresa and all of that. And I'm waiting for it.
0: <laughs> I know it's like if they put in the work for casting, they would find the people that you're looking for. It's just like, you know, maybe uh maybe they haven't uh gotten to Jersey yet. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, that's one thing I've loved about Miami coming back is I feel like it has such a fresh and. You know, varied group of women, both, mm-hmm. you know, culturally, racially, you know, background. There's just so much going on within that group. And I think that really brings a lot of exciting different layers to the cast.
2: I think so too. And it's like, yeah, like again, you said age and all of that, different careers too. Like, I'm not going to hate on a woman for getting on the show and using um the platform to leverage whatever skincare brand or whatever but it is cool to see women who actually have a career already or are housewives like julia and like just have completely different things but it's cool to see gertie like oh i'm gonna organize this this is what we're doing this is like the logistical stuff you know like i think that's interesting and dynamic you know versus you know just a bunch of women who are like oh i'm doing a skincare line shoot and you know There's nothing wrong with that, but it's more exciting. It's exciting for me to see even Heather with in Beauty Lab stuff, like talk about those logistics and stuff like that and balance that.
0: Yeah, we've definitely had women on the show where it's like, I'm an event planner and they plan one event for the show a year, maybe. And it's like, no, that's for somebody like Gertie. That's her main gig. And she's out here doing it. If you follow her on social media, you're constantly seeing these lavish parties that she's that's her whole thing. It's like Housewives is like an extra bonus for her. Whereas mm-hmm. for some of these people, it's like, okay, like your little business venture for the show is cute, but it's it's different.
2: And I will just say, I, I didn't, it wasn't until Succession, which is not probable, but like Succession... <laughs> Succession had this one really crazy party last year was a Ken or uh, last season with Kendall's birthday and then um HBO did a podcast about and basically they interviewed like a party planner for really rich people and yeah like and that really opened my mind of like holy shit like being a party planner for rich people is insane cuz they have completely unrealistic request and they have insane timelines and it's high pressure high stress and you can charge up the ass for all this stuff but it's like just not practical you know what i mean so it's like that is a cool interesting job it's not just like throwing parties but it's like really telling rich people no sometimes but mostly no
0: well even the whole storyline with alexia's wedding this season on real housewives of miami they're looking at venues when the season starts, which is supposed to be, like, three months before the wedding date. And it's, yeah. like, that's unrealistic to begin with. And then exactly. by the time they finally do nail down a venue, it's, like, one month in advance. And it's, like, what world are you living in? People are booking their wedding venues, like, two years ahead of time.
2: Especially with COVID. Like, all the weddings that got canceled got rescheduled. All the people that are getting married now. All this stuff. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was Team Todd, like... It's your third wedding, honey. Elope, keep it cute, whatever. Have a party at some point, but don't, you don't have to do this whole thing. And then, especially with her mom, that was so sad, Jesus.
0: I know, it was heartbreaking, but I totally am with you. Go get married, have the party when you're filming for next season mm-hmm. so we can get all the, all the like after drama, but I, I thought the Miami reunion was really great. I thought they all brought it. It was very entertaining. I love that. It was two parts. That was all we needed. Yeah.
2: Just Um, two. Andy. Don't, don't be crazy. Don't be
0: crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think with Salt Lake, if Mary had shown up, they would have given it four parts. And I'm like, you know, we don't need it. We don't.
2: Well, if Mary would have showed up four parts would have been interesting because, well, you know what? I will say, Okay love is blind did their reunion and what kind of bothered me or I got used to the bravo cadence of reunions where it's like we're gonna bring up a topic here's a package so you know what we're talking about so everyone's aligned of every conversation that happened and then now we can ask you questions about it and then we're watching the reactions what with the love is blind reunion and you know whatever it's a different show with a different premise but that was something that was like oh. They try to pack it all in and it's like, fuck, I would really like to watch the footage of what you're talking about to be reminded. And I'm like, that is also a problem. and they also don't have commercials. But like that is probably also what is like takes it four parts is just reminding us all the shady conversations that happen.
0: That's true. And I think especially with Housewives where the shows come out one week at a time. On Salt Lake, it's stuff that happened four months ago that we watched in November. And it's like, no, 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 I'd like to know exactly what was said, especially because a lot of the time these women conveniently massage the truth of they're like, no, I didn't say that. And then it's like, okay, let's roll the footage of you saying exactly that. Like that happens with Larsa when she's like, no, I didn't. I didn't know like you're you're twisting words in my mouth. And it's like, okay play the
2: clip no you said it yeah exactly (laughs) and then i know that they don't make them watch like they can't obviously pull every package in in person for them on live like when they're doing the reunion but like watching it back it is so satisfying to be like no you said it
0: I want to hear your thoughts a little bit about Larsa and Adriana, because at the reunion, obviously, I feel like they kind of have the the cattiest dynamic between anyone in the group. The whole thing about Kanye, Adriana is kind of just picking and picking and picking. And finally, mm. at the end, she apologizes and is like, look, if you really don't want me to talk about it, I won't talk about it, which it's like, okay girl we could have gotten to this point
2: yeah exactly
0: six episodes ago but what what do you think about larsa and adriana and do you feel like you're on a side in that argument or do you just think they need to get over it
2: i felt like initially with adriana i was like girl shut up like obviously she doesn't want to talk about it and stuff but then how how larsa responded and like It did bring out, like, it wasn't really about Kanye. It is about a general attitude that I do, like, after it was brought up, like, I do see, like, oh, yeah, Larsa kind of does think she's better than everyone else. Like, even Julia saying, like, you don't even follow me on Instagram, which is, which sounds so dumb, but it's, like that's something that really bothers me especially with like co-workers and people and shit like that it's just like why don't you follow me on instagram and especially somebody like larsa larsa who has millions of followers like it doesn't fucking bother like it it wouldn't impact your life greatly to have your ratio be like one person more but she's just she is like this whole presence thing and then it also like I think because she's gotten so much surgery, I forget that she's in her 40s, which is still like the way that she behaves and carries herself is that of a woman in her late to mid-20s. So th- there's nothing wrong with that, but that is something that I... And like, yeah, like this whole thing of like being obsessed with likes and followers and stuff in that, like that that deep into the game. And it is it's really interesting. I think for a whole... On a whole, it's really interesting, like, what moralities every woman has. Because, yeah, Alexia is, like, really hating on OnlyFans in a way that makes me uncomfortable and it feels slut-shaming. But then she's, like, she's, ha- you know, she's defending her son, who's, like, beat the shit out of his girlfriend, allegedly. And a homeless man. <laughs> and then also, like, is has gotten married three times and all this shit, right? And then, like, Larsa you know is on OnlyFans selling pictures of her feet whatever but she's like oh I don't do nudes and also how dare you have a kid out of wedlock and it's just like what the fuck are you talking and then you know yeah Adriana is like oh I'm gonna sh- flash my titties in front of you know a bunch of fucking people be butt ass naked OnlyFans is wrong and also I won't have sex with the guy for four months it's like What is, what is, everyone's all crazy.
0: Yeah, there was a moment in uh, the second part of the reunion when they were talking about Alexia's dynamic with Todd and her kids. And Larsa kind of chimed in and she was like, she's like, well, you know, now that you and Todd are married, like he's the man of the family. And so you have to go along with him and blah, 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 blah. And like along those lines, which reminded me of her, you know, kids out of wedlock thing. She clearly has this idea of, you know, traditional marriage being kind of the the way to go. And that's like the one sort of right way to do it, which I mean, it's funny because she's now divorced. But it's like, I, it's funny that Larsa still feels like not only is she the queen bee within the group, but she also has this sort of high horse of morality where it's like, now that you're a married woman, you better listen to your husband. And it's like, Alexia has all of this stuff, like, swirling around in her life, and so I'm sure she respects Todd and wants to take his opinion into consideration because Mm -hmm. she cares about him and thinks highly of him, but it's like, she doesn't suddenly have to, like, bow down to this man in her life, and it's weird for Larsa to kind of, like, project that onto Alexia, especially then when she's, like, talking about She's talking shit about Adriana. It, the The whole Instagram follow thing is so stupid because, you know, so Julia brings that up and then notice there's a lot of back and forth in this group about, did somebody say something or is it being made up with Marisol and Nicole? But
2: Marisol's an idiot, but I'll continue.
0: <laughs> but Larsa t- shit talking their Instagram, Nicole instantly corroborates that what Julia is saying. She's like, you called our Instagrams toilet paper. And like, oh my God. it seems pretty clear that Larsa did make a comment about their social media presence not being worthy of her and it's like at the end of the day there's like six of you that are on this show together the least you can do is like follow each other on Instagram follow
2: and mute <laughs> you know what it is is that like um somebody says Ray Sani who like I love and she has such great opinions <laughs> <laughs> like I but it's like Larsa's just the word that she uses dumb I would say a little bit more nuanced is self-aware because how are you going to say that like oh yeah you need to like bow to your husband and this traditional out of wedlock shit when like you just said like you were in a marriage and you were miserable you had no goals of your own you had no aspirations there was nothing about you you were just following this guy and it made you completely unhappy and that's why at in at 40 something you're starting over and you're and you're you're doing all the things that like somebody would do in their 20s and in their third you know in their 30s of like casually dating going on vacations starting your own business like yeah this is what people do instead but it's like you have these markers of success which is being married and having children and stuff which is fine but then also you realize that you were unhappy in that and you didn't like that so you broke through and now you're doing your own thing but then are hating other women for not it, it there's just like not um a self-awareness a self-reflection it is like this queen bee kind of situation and it's just like completely unwarranted uh so that's like what i kind of feel about larsa and that's why i do feel like in a lot of ways she is you know 25 you know kind of stunted yeah. to where she when she the age she was when she got married which was 21 and it's like You know, what the fuck, you know, did you know at 21? Like, I didn't know shit at 21. I barely know shit at redacted age. But (laughs) (laughs) at the age I am now, which is not 21, but also redacted.
0: Uh. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like sort of the flip side of the coin of what Larsa's going through is Gina on Orange County, where she similarly got married young to her college sweetheart, sort of had this ideal life that she thought she wanted of the kids, the husband, not working, and that fell apart. And it feels like she really has gotten her shit together, but is kind of just putting her head down and, you know, figuring out what she wants, where it feels like Larsa is kind of like, you know, has this sort of aloof attitude about it. Whereas Gina, I don't know. I feel like she's a little more humble about it
2: uh gina's annoying in a different way but yes in terms of that like yeah she yeah she's figured it out and all that stuff but uh, yeah that's not that's not what i find annoying about gina so i was i i do agree with you that she has figured it out and it's just like everybody is doing their own thing figuring their shit out it's hard for women especially like you know that you know gina's like closer to my age but like or i don't know how old gina is like 36 or something
0: yeah um, something like that
2: yeah so like i i feel you know because i have sisters that that are the age of larsa now you know like 40 in their 40s and stuff and it's like this weird period of time where it's like you know you either go on two paths and like there's not really much conversation about you know trying to do it both or whatever so like there's all these women that are reckoning you know with this and like if she had outward conversations that were like she does kind of get there you know she's almost there she's like I was unhappy now I'm doing my thing now I'm open to who I'm I'm dating and all that stuff like it's like she almost gets there but she doesn't like have the wherewithal the self-awareness the introspection to be like oh maybe other people are going through this too and maybe I should not be as judgmental and also like She's a fucking idiot because Marisol was ta- clearly talking shit, trying to start something. And Larsa took that and ran with it and then said something even more insulting than whatever, you know, Nicole. And yeah, Marisol like a fucking idiot. Like, don't even get me started on that. Bitch. <laughs>
0: but,
2: yeah, because I'm just like, I mean, I don't know if you want to get started on that because I will go in. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I think Marisol is I think Marisol is very entertaining. But I also think she likes to start the fire and then kind of run away and be like, "What? who did that?
2: It's just I hate when it's so obvious and they take no responsibility and then they try to flip it on. And that like that whole situation made me love Nicole because Nicole's calling it for like really directly like you're just bored. And like even your own friend and like first of all, it took me a minute to get into Miami because it is like triggering for me to hear what people talk like that cuz I grew up in South Florida and <laughs> All the, like, mean girls in my high school were, like, Cubans. So, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't necessarily, like, the queen bee of the school was Regina George kind of thing. But, like, all the, like the annoying preppy girls that played tennis and wore sweaters around and, like, kind of would always, like... Have Republican views in school. Like, we're in high school and they're talking about how great George Bush is. Like, all those girls are like also super Cuban. So they're like, bro, I swear on my life. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> so when I heard that, I'm like, I can't. But yeah, no, I think Mary obviously had a, you know, but like, it's just immature shit. It's just like, yo, I don't, she could have even been like, yo, I don't like how you're talking to my fucking friend and you need to watch it. But instead of that, she's like doing, and then what are the accusations, right? It's like, "Oh, I'm just like before so what are what is your really like get let's get down to it. Before Nicole actually hung out with these women, she had a different opinion. That was negative. And then she hung out with them and then it was positive. And it's like, "Oh, that's being fake." and It's like, "I think that's just being a human being."
0: Right, that's like Larsa is a public figure with millions of followers on Instagram. And maybe you saw that and had a concept about it and you hadn't met her or spent time with her. I mean, I feel like we all do that. That's kind of what social media is. Like anybody that I follow on social media that I don't know personally, I have preconceived notions about them. And it's like, it's one thing to say like, Hey, I I heard you said this. I, we, let's talk about it. But to make it such a thing of like, Well, I don't trust Nicole because you know Mm -hmm. what I heard that she was calling Larsa a whore, and it's like, okay, but you know, like maybe if those words came out of her mouth, great. Let's talk about it. Let's unpack it. Why that would be a connotation of somebody being on OnlyFans or posting bikini pics. But like, I feel like Marisol was weirdly trying to like cancel Nicole out of this group. For, like, something that she had in her mind. And it's like, no, it's not. That's not as, like, damning of evidence as you want it to be.
2: Also, like, I think the upsetting thing or, like, the thing that kind of made me turn on Marissa a little bit was, like... Nicole had the most nuanced understanding and like explanation of OnlyFans (laughs) and was really going going out of her way to like try to explain it to the other ladies. And the people who had closed minds about it were were Alexia, you know, and being like Nicole's like, I had those notions, too. And then I investigated and I saw this and I really think it's great. And then for Larsa to be like, well, I would never have a kid out of wedlock. It's just like you're a fucking idiot and you're you have no critical thinking skills. (laughs) um you know so whatever but yeah marisol like marisol starting that shit is just so corny and then even but and then it's just corny too of like you just started shit to start shit like you don't even care about resolving it because she came nicole came up to her like hey i really want to resolve this and squash it and all marisol did was like oh uh blah blah like trying to say memeable and i just think that's so corny like I think it's the same thing that i don't like about wendy from potomac um who else is like yeah like kind of lisa a little bit but i like lisa a little bit more but it's like you're doing things to like be memeable you're not acting like a real person she's like you're mistaking me for someone who gives a fuck yeah and it's like you would never say that to another human being you're just saying that because you're on TV, and that's corny.
0: Right. And at the end of the day, Marisol had was kind of the instigator in that conflict. She was the one who said, you know, I heard you said all this stuff. I don't trust Nicole. So it's like, if you truly didn't give a shit, you wouldn't have brought it up in the first place. So it kind of falls flat in that way, where it's like, you can say that all you want, but the roll footage on you like giving a shit yesterday...
2: yeah and also like at and like at the bachelor party she brought it up again she was like oh well you're complaining and crying to everybody that we're not hanging out she's like no i'm not like it's like you're the one that brought it up at dinner like nicole doesn't care and also i go back and forth on like like the kanye argument is like um like the kanye argument is something i just hate when people manufacture drama I'm like, I don't think you need that. I think that, you know, Adriana, be, you know, like Adriana being a bitch about Gertie's thing is like a re- that wasn't manufactured. Like She probably actually was jealous. And like the foot, mis- you know, I just don't think we need to like make up or, you know, instigate shit. I think that's corny.
0: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Okay, I want to switch to talking about OC a little bit. This episode we have Heather and Gina on their New York adventure, and the rest of the ladies are stuck back in Orange County. It's always a little weird when we have like two separate, totally separate like storylines for the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but in OC, Shannon's having this cooking party. and I have to say, I feel like every time I feel I feel like every time Shannon has an event or a party or something, It feels like everybody wishes they were somewhere a little cooler. They're they're like they're like, okay, like Shannon's having the cooking party and we weren't invited on the New York trip, so I guess we have to go. But like none of us actually want to cook and none of us (laughs) really care about Shannon that much.
2: Well, I don't have the context of many, many seasons, but I'll just say like Emily's annoying because she Emily's like instigating. I think Emily's be and it's just like I hope she gets called out because I think Shannon will say something mild or do something mild and then Emily will go back to Gina and then Gina will say something and then Emily will go back to Shannon. And it's like, but she's like, that was Noella too, which I don't really fucking appreciate either. Um, It's, I have so many thoughts about Emily, but I will say that um, when they showed like the split screen, I'm like. I'm sorry. I'd rather be in Shannon's house, getting drunk, <laughs> eating, and cooking, and jumping in a pool than being with Heather's bitch ass mom, who's like really rude to fucking wait staff. That's yeah. like embarrassing for me. That was so that was so humiliating for me as like somebody who's worked in the service industry to see how Heather mo- Heather's mom was talking to that weight staff. It wasn't like the worst, and I know whatever berating and like obviously that comes from like some kind of anxieties or ment- something like that but i'm just like yeah no i think i'd rather be in heather's house like with my tits out swimming with the dog
0: <laughs> you know it, it is funny like heather's whole thing is kind of being aloof and you know fancier than the rest of the women and seeing her mom it's like her mom is the only person in the world that could make heather look chill you know cuz yeah <laughs> you're you're used to seeing heather be the one who is kind of a little over the top and then her mom is like no actually this is how you set the table please don't do it wrong again and it's like oh my god can you not yeah, i can't imagine it's one thing being pr- like particular about your food but about the fork being put in the wrong place? Like, go home. Eat at home.
2: It, yeah, it really did remind me of Gilded Age. <laughs> like, I watched Gilded Age. And, like, yes. I watched episode six, which is, like, the English placeware, and I'm like, oh, God, like, no one's like this anymore. And then I watch <laughs> Real Housewives of O.C., and I'm like, uh-uh, this bitch is asking for English service in America. I don't think so, honey. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think... Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I kind of feel it's it's really weird with um, OC because I feel like I go back and forth because I'm like, I can see that Noella can be annoying, but it is also like she's just a little slightly annoying or something. And she has a good reason to be like and then everyone just takes that and like jumps down her throat. And it really is just. I'm sorry. I can't see it any other way, but like a bunch of white women yelling (laughs) at one woman of color. And like, I think that what really bothered me this week was that, um, when Jen was like, Ryan brought up like moving out and stuff. And then Noella was like, look, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I was caught off guard with my divorce. Um, you gotta like, protect yourself and then emily like jumped down her throat and was like how dare you no one's talking about that and all the other women are like yeah 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 and then literally the next episode ryan you know jen was like oh ryan wants to like me to put some properties under his name and then emily's like wow he's probably preparing for a divorce and it's just like bitch i was, what I was saying it's like you're so fucking blinded by your own shit that you can't even see that
0: yeah, I, I do feel like there have been moments in this season where I feel like Noella's divorce is a little bit much, but then compare that to Jen's situation, which is, I think, just less, there's not as much going on. It's like, oh, maybe they're splitting up, maybe they're not, they're arguing, whatever, but there's no, like, you have to acknowledge that whatever Noella is going through is way more dramatic and way more intense. and her husband is literally is, like, ghosting her and yeah. cut off the credit cards and all of this stuff. And so it's funny that the assumption is that we're going to spend all this time talking about Jen and her husband, like, I don't know, not having good conversations with each other. But, the, but then the group is also kind of like, Noella, we're sick of hearing about what you're going through. Like, it's too much.
2: Yeah, it's just like, girl, this woman is not even bringing that drama. Like, she's not bringing that's why I feel like I would want to see a little bit of a real housewives draft because there's some people who are like like Noella in Atlanta come on now <laughs> she would do I, I don't know because because I was talking to Ray Sonny about it and she's like I don't think they would like her crying but I'm like but like if you if you plopped her into Potomac or Atlanta or even New York like what she's going through and with the other ladies they wouldn't like be so because i feel like it's a topic of come it's like no one wants to talk about noella's divorce it's too much it's annoying but then also every time they're together like heather's like oh can you believe she asked like it was it's really fucked up for heather to be like annoyed at noella for asking for cold tequila when her mom's being a bitch to service workers two episodes later and it's like these women are so like done with no you know whatever yeah, and I'm just like wish that they could draft her to see because I'm like, is Noella really a problem or are you guys just like can't stand? I don't know, but and I think about that too with Mary all the time. I'm like, Mary would not last one episode, one party, <laughs> one barbecue at, in, in Atlanta.
0: Right at the at the reunion last week when they were talking about how everybody kind of w- didn't want to go too hard on her because they're like, oh well, like we know how to deal with Mary, and it's like, right, but. You're not extending that same grace to anyone else. And like with Noella, it feels like every maybe she's not really clicking with the cast that well, or like she's not forming close friendships. So they all feel like, okay, I put in my time, I like went to her house and had one conversation. And now I don't want to hear about her divorce anymore. But like that's still the storyline of what's happening in her life. And so it feels like we've kind of given up on really handling that as a group
2: and then we're all talking about jen which is like but also i'm like i don't know jen you're a bitch your husband like you're yeah. a bitch your husband i don't know what you want anyone to do about it
0: splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage i'm reaching for again and again when i'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful i believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times and D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. The stuff with Jen, I feel like there could be something interesting there, but for whatever reason, it's I'm not that interested in the way it's playing out. I mean, that dinner at Heather's house last week was wild. Just watching her get, you know, wasted under the table while everybody there was just like. Uh, is the we're stick having okay? dinner
2: with our wine and like <laughs> this bitch got sloshed
0: and She's then like, no, also her like, fill it up all the way
2: <laughs> and it's like okay girl what is going on and then yeah I'm just kind of like you know I'm in a place now where I'm dating around and and it's really hard to date like intentionally of like who do you want to be your partner and like what kind of life do you envision and stuff and it's really it's obviously much easier to be like oh this guy's hot whatever he wants he wants to get with me I want to get with him and that's it and then we'll build a life and we'll figure it out like but then it's just because it's easier to do that but it's harder to be like does this person's like values align with mine do we see things the same way and I think that I'm watching the result of people who don't have conversations with people before they get married. Don't talk this out. And like, I can't think of a clearer example than Jen and Ryan where it's like, yeah, how do we communicate like all this stuff? Like you need to kind of figure that out before you just get with someone like
0: that. Right. And Emily's like, people get divorced too easy. I'm always a fan of staying like blah, 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 convincing her not to get a divorce. And it's like, okay, but based on what, in her relate, like what do you know about her relationship that makes you think that it's working or worth working on because i feel like every episode that we've seen them together i have never gotten like one inkling of like oh yeah no i think it's i see the spark there they just need to work on it it's like no, i don't i don't get it at all yeah
2: no i'm like no i'm just like oh they're not compatible they just need this needed to be like a one night stand or like a casual thing for three months. And then they're like stuck married. Cause I'm like, she could also be. And like, that's also (laughs) Emily's insecurities. Like, what are you going to do? Date some of these douchebags. But I'm like, I don't know. Look at Shannon. Like (laughs) Shannon is someone who's like dated someone else. Like got divorced way later, dated someone else. And like is working out fine. And they have similar interests. And like, look at them on the boat and like, they're happy. You know what I mean? I, yeah, G-
0: Gina has a new man. They seem happy. Like, it's I, yeah. it's not impossible.
2: It's not impossible. Yeah, exactly. Like, she, you can find someone a little bit more compatible with you. Like, and then he can find somebody who's, like, n- never wears a top either. There's just better people for both of them. If they don't <laughs> want to work on themselves and, like, compromise and find the middle ground, which it kind of doesn't seem like they want to do. She doesn't want to, like work less she doesn't she wants everything to stay the same except for ryan to change and then ryan wants everything to stay the same except he wants her to change or like acknowledge him more and it's just not gonna happen so it's like they can both be happy not changing and just finding somebody else
0: right i would just say for ryan being equal financial partners doesn't just mean your name is on the house in hawaii it would mean also contributing financially
2: (laughs) well i get what he's well i'm like He's a house husband. He's with all them damn kids. He knows all their appointments. He's doing all that shit. And like, he's kind of like, okay, well, when we get divorced, what am I going to get? You know? Yeah. And yeah, like, I kind of get, you know, in the same way of like, look at Larsa. Like, Larsa got half of everything because she was a, you know, stay at home mom, didn't do shit, you know, for 20 years or whatever. So, in that way, I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of why I got annoyed at people getting annoyed at Noella. Because I'm like, Noella's Mm -hmm. asking the right questions. This motherfucker is trying to find a way out. And yeah, like he needs to be on half and shit. And you need to start prepping for those conversations too. But yeah, it just really, it's also like, so background about me. I grew up in South Florida and I went to college in Orange County, California. Um, I'm watching these and like the mindsets. (laughs) that these women have i'm like yeah this is why i don't go <laughs> this is why i hated south florida and this is why i hated orange county because not much going on there in terms totally of like mental
0: stuff. i mean if there was the real hustlers of st louis i would be i would have to watch it like through my fingers i would be so i would be so horrified
2: <laughs> it would be like um what was that like racist ball that ellie kemper
0: oh yeah oh yeah no they they <laughs> it would go be
2: like every episode would be revealing some kind <laughs> of like clan like uh, so me and <laughs> yes, you know oh man there'd be an entire episode d- like arguing about whether st louis is the south or not south or midwest because i feel i've heard both
0: <laughs> it's midwest i've heard it's,
2: <laughs> no because caleb heron said that it's the you know it's is he very st louis he's from missouri i think yeah Oh weird. Um, I didn't know that. I had a whole I had a whole debate on like out <laughs> of Thanksgiving, I'm like is Missouri the south or not? And then I put it on Twitter like just like a poll thinking like five people were going to vote and then Caleb retweeted it and like there was a really contentious discussion and it's like okay, some people believe midwest some people, anyway. Real housewives of St. Louis would be interesting.
0: They I know from through like a friend of a friend somebody who's who i know Their like parents got reached out to about it way back in the day but Um. it never went anywhere i don't know andy it's where andy's from so i guess maybe it's like too close for him to home for him he doesn't want like hometown housewives (laughs) i don't know i didn't
2: know that he was from st louis
0: yeah we we went to rival high schools actually
2: (laughs) oh my god so you guys are married
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i i told him that once when i met him and he was uh unimpressed (laughs) Oh, wow. Millie, thank you so much for joining us. You'll have to come back soon. But for now, tell everyone where they can follow you, listen to you, all of that stuff.
2: Yes, I host the Betches Sub podcast twice a week or co-host. So please listen to that. You can find me on Twitter at Millie Tamarez, M-I-L-L-Y-T-A-M-A-R-E-Z, or on Instagram at Millie underscore Tamarez. Thank you so much for having me, Dylan. This was so fun. I'm so sorry I talked so much.
0: <laughs> no, it was perfect. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram, at Bravo by And until next time, be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool.
1: Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest Booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Batches.